Okay. I'm actually super nervous, even though I produced the show. Like, you'd think I'd get used to it, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> nervous this is silly <laughs> all right <laughs> all right um, so kind of in the similar vein to Viv's story this is kind of a coming-of-age story from Europe except mine's like a lot more trashy and it ends with mouth herpes uh, <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, back in August of 2012, I found myself in Dublin, Ireland. Um, I was about a month and a half out of round one of the shittiest relationship I've ever been in. Uh, yes, there were multiple rounds for that. <laughs> um, so anyways, I'm not going to let my singlehood like go to waste. So I pretty much, I arrive there, I throw my bags into my hostel, and then I'm immediately off to the first bar that I can find. Um, as a single American girl alone in Dublin, it's really not hard to get attention. Uh, <laughs> I basically just have to order a drink and the local men are talking to me. Uh, but yet, for one reason or another, I was unable to bring someone home. It could have been the fact that I was unable to stand by the end of the night, but either way, my story actually begins on day three of my trip. Um, so I'm staying in a 12-bed hostel, um, and there's another, there's an American guy there. His name's Charlie. We start talking, and he asks me if I want to go to breakfast with him. So I do, and we end up having a nice time, and end up actually spending the day together. So we went to St. Patrick's Cathedral. Um, we went to the Guinness Storehouse. We had dinner at the oldest pub in Dublin. So it was a really, really nice day, but I just wasn't attracted to him. Uh, main reason being he's American and I'm in Ireland. So like, there's not really a point. Um, Either way, we, <laughs> we end up like going into a bar and we start talking to some Dubliners. Um, I just start like blabbing away as I tend to do. And he, I notice that he's kind of getting like weird and like kind of jealous, but like I don't really pay attention to it because I have no intentions with him. Um, but at, at one point I just noticed that he's just gone. He just like completely disappeared. Um, I don't really care that much, and I continue on partying. Um, eventually, I get back to the hostel, and I notice that he's in his bed. So I asked him what happened, and he was just like, oh, I was really tired. And I was like, all right, fine. So I climb into my top bunk. Uh, <laughs> I start to fall asleep, and then I hear him saying my name. So I open my eyes, and he's standing next to my top bunk, apologizing to me for leaving me at the bar, <laughs> and then <laughs> proceeds to try and kiss me and finger me. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> I was really scared. <laughs> I, so I'm, I'm just really not into it, and I, I tell him that much. And so he just goes to bed, and I go back to sleep somehow. I don't really know how I did that. Um, the next day, I wake up, and I look over, and 
all of Charlie's stuff is gone, totally gone. I, so I assume that like his unprovoked finger blasting and me not wanting it like scared him off. I don't really know, but he was gone. So, so that day I actually had plans to get a ferry from Dublin over to Wales. Um, and I was kind of bummed because like I had such a good time in Dublin, but I didn't end up getting like any Irish sausage while I was there. I was like really bummed about that. Um, but either way, like I gather all my stuff, I get into a taxi, I, and I go over to the ferry terminal. Um, once I get there, I, you know, I do the normal thing. I give them my ticket, and then I get into the customs line, and I open up my purse to pull out my passport, and I cannot find it. It's not in there. So I kind of panic, but I'm like, all right, maybe it's in my backpack. So I open up my backpack, dig through it, not there. Then I really start to panic. Um, I convince them to let me pull my checked suitcase like from the, from the checked line and, and dig through that. It's not there. So then in the middle of the terminal, I burst into tears. I hear it's like kind of a bad thing to lose your passport when you're abroad. Um, also, I knew my mom was going to be super pissed at me. Uh, <laughs> so... Luckily, they were like really, really accommodating for me at the ferry terminal. Um, they let me book another ticket for two days later so that I could sort it all out. Um, so then I head off and I try to figure out what to do about my passport. And it turns out that in Dublin, it's actually super easy to get a new passport if you're an American. Um, it was like two hours and $175 later, and I just had a passport again, and two extra days in Dublin. Uh, so I've, uh, to this day, I, I literally, I have no idea what happened to my passport, but I am convinced that Charlie took it. <laughs> Either one, to spite me for not letting him finger me, or as like some weird trophy. I'm really not sure which it was. But joke's on him because losing my passport gave me time to find an Irish guy to finger blast me. <laughs> so I, I, I get my passport, I'm back, I'm ready to roam the streets of Dublin. I go right back to the same hostel I was at because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, <laughs> I throw my bags down and then I pretty much like immediately go out to the nearest bar. Um, I end up meeting a group of gay Brazilians, which if you're friends with me, you would be not surprised at all that I latched onto them for dear life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but so I'm having a great time with them. I'm partying with them for a few hours. And then, but it's starting to like really sink in like, oh, yet again, I haven't done what I came here to do. Until finally, I'm just seated at a bar and this handsome guy with like a really thick Irish accent starts talking to me. Like, yes. He's, uh, he's got like really dark hair, light eyes. He looks super rugged. Like he definitely works with his hands. And I'm like really, really into it. Um, and at this point, I'm not really sure if it's like all the ciders and vodkas or what it is, but my confidence is on point. And I end up just making out with him in the bar. Um, after a little while of doing that, we decide like we probably should find a place a little bit more private. 
So we gallivant out of the bar, like literally like two teenagers who just figured out what sex was. So we are like making out on every corner. We're like, like a lot of like weird heavy petting and a lot of teasing. Um, and then we, we decide like we really need to figure out a place to stay for the night. So he lives an hour outside of Dublin. So that's like really not an option. Um, but I had this hostel. So I, don't, I do not know why we made this decision, but we decided to go into the hostel together and ask them to give us a bed together. And I already had a bed, so we like admitted that like he needed one. And obviously, they weren't down for that <laughs> and like just sent us away. So we go back out to the river. Really, like, feeling super defeated and, like, obviously super horny. Um, so we continue kind of making out for a little while. Um, and we make out until it's, like, it's really setting in, like, we need to find a place to do this or it's just not happening. So then he says that he wants to do it one more time. He wants to go back in and just try it one more time. Like, really try and convince this guy. So we, we go in and no one's there. And for some reason, we waited. We, <laughs> we waited for them to come back. But the guy never came back. So we end up just deciding, like, all right, this is it. We're going to sneak in. But, and, and again, like, I don't really know the story behind this, but I kind of like to think that, like, that front desk guy was just a homie. And, like, he was just, like, giving us a free pass. But so either way... We go back, and uh, as I had mentioned before, I was in a 12-bed room in a hostel, but that was actually on a weekend, so I had a lot of roommates. This was a Monday, and I had the 12-bed room completely to myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we proceed to fuck on every single surface we could possibly find. <laughs> Top bunk, bottom bunk. We like tried the ladder to see like how it would work out. It didn't. Um, uh, we basically we fucked like for a really really long time until there was nothing left in us. And uh, we we of course like we cuddle up on my super cute twin bed bunk bed there. You know the sheets feel like paper bags. It was really romantic. Um, we sleep through the night, and then the next morning, he gives me his farewells, uh, but he asked me for my business card so that he can keep in touch. I knew that he was being polite, but I gave it to him anyways. Um, so the rest of my trip goes on fine. I made it to Wales. I made it to London. I managed to keep my passport with me the rest of the trip. Um, and then about two months later... Life goes back to normal. I uh, start secretly dating my shitty ex again, so I'm obviously feeling super good about myself. And at work one day, I see an email in my inbox, and it says, we met in Dublin, Ireland in August. <laughs> obviously, my heart like skips a beat. And I was like, he really used my business card to reach me? Oh my god! I must have left such a lasting impression on him. Oh my gosh! So I have for you the actual email um, that he sent me. Here we go. 
Mrs. Thompson. First of all, he called me Mrs. Like, I don't, did he think I was married? I'm not really sure. Um, Mrs. Thompson, hello, and how are you? You may recall we met on a night out in Dublin back in August. Sorry it's taken so long to get in touch. I've had a lot going on since then, and that's partly the reason I'm emailing you now. I hope you're not offended when I tell you that since our enjoyable little encounter in Dublin, I've been having some trouble, especially with my lips. <laughs> Having got some conflicting reports from doctors, I was hoping you may be willing and honest to let me know if it's possible you could have passed something on to me. I do hope you're not offended by the question, as that is not my intent. I only ask as it may affect a newer relationship. Again, apologies for any offense caused, and rest assured that any information you are willing to pass on will be kept in the strictest confidence. Looking forward to hearing from you, Dara. <laughs> so... All my dreams of our beautiful Irish countryside wedding just completely smashed in front of my face. Um, I started quickly going through my head like, fuck, this is America. I don't have health insurance. I can't get tested for this. I don't think I have sores. Which lips is he talking about? What's going on? <laughs> what are the conflicting reports? Um, I kind of panic. And then I basically just politely respond to him hey, I'm doing well. I actually haven't had any of those symptoms, but I can't get tested for it. I hope everything is good. And after that, I basically just closely watched my lips for several months, and nothing ever came of it. <laughs> <laughs>